0: Hello guys, and welcome back to The Sick Podcast. Uh, Today it's just me, Chris, but I do have my special guest, Paul, with me. Hey, how you doing, Chris? Alright, and we're going to be talking about uh, one of our mutual favorite games of all time, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. So, we're just continuing our Double Trouble series, where two people will just sit down and talk about whatever they happen to be talking about. Uh, Last time it was Sunny and Roz talking about Dark Souls, and today I thought that I would talk about one of my favorite games. We're essentially gonna be recounting our favorite memories from each planet within this game. So essentially, you are a, you're an individual who has a task that you need to go from each planet to planet within the Star Wars universe, trying to collect these pieces of evidence or pieces to a puzzle that will lead you to the ultimate goal of reaching this thing called the Star Forge, which is essentially like a very old version of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, Paul and I are going to be doing a full-blown series with this video game. We're going to be doing some gameplay footage, we're going to be doing builds and things like that. So you can definitely look forward to that in the future, but today we just wanted to talk about favorite memories and some key takeaways on a personal level that we have uh, with this game. Um, so yeah, just starting off at the beginning, uh, kind of the prologue level, the Indar Spire. Ooh, the Endar
1: Spire. Bring in back some good memories of watching everyone around me die
0: (laughs) a true tragedy (laughs) uh chris i believe you have something to say about the first five minutes of the game as a kid oh yeah so like when i was a kid so paul and i were talking about this earlier the game came out in 2003 and we were around five or six at the time around five or six years old and When I was that young, I was pretty dumb. Like I couldn't even figure out how to equip any weapons or anything like that. I had to come back to it years later with a new kind of understanding of how a video game works in order for me to play the game. Although Paul did a much better job of this uh, right off the bat.
1: Yup, I remember actually um, getting my equipment, equipping my my short sword, going around, murdering every Sith soldier I could find. remember my, my buddy, your commanding officer, I forgot his name. So with Trask. Trask? It was Trask. Yep. Uh, Trask followed me, shooting people. He kind of sucked, but I liked him a lot at the time.
0: It was tragic, because he did save your life, ultimately. He did save my life. I owe him my life. When your ship is being boarded by a Sith fleet, Trask kind of sacrifices himself. And that I guess it kind of sets you on your path for the rest of the game, really. Once you meet your other companion... Uh, Carthonassi on the Indar spire uh, that is really kind of the, the starting exposition for the whole game and that kind of leads us into what happens with with cars on the following planet Terrace
1: Terrace as a kid I actually hated Terrace and I still have a deep resentment for Terrace
0: really why is that? Um,
1: I mean if you look at it from like a graphic point and like overall like just look above in the sky it looks like a beautiful city mm-hmm. its design was beautiful at the time. And it was, you know. Um, but the reason I really hated Terrace is because, believe it or not, if you guys get into the game, there will be some racist-ass citizens. You'll, you'll meet some racist-ass citizens. Could not stand them. And then... <laughs> yeah, that is true. There were so many... As a kid, I wanted to help us. Like, as a kid with like, a very linear sense of morality, I wanted to help everybody I saw. And pretty much, there were so many people who needed my help. I, I ended up murdering a lot of bounty hunters. No regret, though. Um... <laughs> But the reason I really hate it is because the whole racism the, the prologue felt well technically it's not a prologue at that point but like the planet felt just long to me and but basically it starts off it's basically starts you off on your path your morality and your starting equipment for later on
0: it really gives you kind of a a sense of how to play the game a few key mechanics such as uh, dialogue based, options. So Mm -hmm. if a character is interacting with you, you can choose from a list of different uh, dialogue options, similar to like the Fallout series, and that has a impact, a lasting impact uh, for the entire rest of the game, really. Every decision you actually make
1: at any point in the game has a consequence, whether good or bad. Going back to why I really hated Terrace is because as a kid, I had low persuasion skills. So every time I try to persuade someone to do something for me or try to get information, they just say no. And I was like,
0: <laughs> "He means in the game. There's an actual like skill called persuasion. And if you don't put points into that, you're not going to be doing a lot of talking.
1: You're not going to convince anyone to do your to do anything you want. And as a kid, I did not understand that, so I hated it. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much.
0: It's because it's so early in the game. You need that persuasion points. You need it. I actually almost never put points into persuasion back when I was playing, just because when you get to a certain point, you can get Force Effect Mind and Dominate Mind. And so you can actually just bend their will to whatever you want. It works pretty well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I think one of my key memorable moments for Terrace is, at one point, you actually have to sneak into an enemy base, and the guarding the base entrance is a Rancor. Even though that is, it's a giant-ass monster that will literally eat you in one gulp. check Return of the Jedi, if you don't know what a Rancor is still. yep. <laughs> Basically, uh, as a kid, I was like, it's a giant monster. It's time to bust out a sword and murder that mother." And I got eaten first five seconds. You tried again later, right? <laughs> I tried again multiple times. I didn't understand what went wrong. I'm like, why? I can't even lay a single hit on him first. Yeah. And then I just stopped playing for there like a couple of years
0: what you're supposed to do is plant some mines around it so that you can bait him in and then uh once he comes over to you just gets wrecked but of course i had a similar experience like i didn't really understand that either um i mean obviously i couldn't even figure out how to like equip a weapon at first like when i was a kid man so yeah i don't know i don't know for me i think that uh i think one of my favorite moments is when you first come into contact with bastila while you are playing as the main protagonist of the game, she is a strong counterpart to that. Because every single plot point is strongly driven by her. And so when you first encounter her, she's been taken up by a like a slaving group yeah. or something like that, and she's being held as a like a prize for a swoop race. Like a swoop race, yeah. yeah. And so you eventually win the swoop race, get her in your party, and then you can start progressing through the story even further, which is great.
1: Am I the only person who well, I tried this as a kid and I was really sad when I learned this, but when you first get Basil, you actually also get her lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I'm like, forget, forget Bastille. She doesn't need a lightsaber. She got the, she got the, she's a Jedi. She, she got the Force. I'll take <laughs> that, thank you. And it turns out you actually can't use a lightsaber at that point in the game. You, your character physically cannot hold a lightsaber. But that was so sad.
0: When you do uh, eventually leave Terrace, the next place you go to is Dantooine, and then you may start using that.
1: Yeah, at Dantooine. Um, Little spo- uh, Minor spoiler alert here, you actually have the option, I know it's optional, you actually say no to this, but you have the option to become a Jedi, though I've seen some people actually deny it. It's really? It's physically possible to actually say, no, I don't want to be a Jedi. But that leads you to a really big di- disadvantage later in the game, so, uh, you know, fair warning. <laughs> but um, in wing you have the option to become a Jedi, and as soon when I got the opportunity to become a Jedi, I was so happy. I'm like, oh my god, my dream... I finally living it. I'm finally a Jedi. I get the four. I get a lightsaber. I got the fours.
0: Yeah, I have never turned it down before. I didn't even know that you could turn it down. Good. That's crazy. I want to see what
1: anyone would though, because you don't get a lightsaber, you don't get force powers, and at that point in the game, you really want a lightsaber.
0: The and the force powers and, and the lightsabers are so hugely beneficial to everything because you can upgrade the lightsaber. You can put in different crystals, which have an effect on like how much damage they do, and we'll touch on that all later in the. In like a different video or something like that, but but the force powers themselves, I, I feel like they're really necessary if you want to have any chance of taking on the final guy, the final the final boss. Yeah, you definitely need those
1: force powers. I don't see how anyone can actually beat the game without like being a Jedi.
0: I got a similar impression from that too. But what was your favorite kind of moment from Danteween?
1: Um, actually. Dantoon was like par- Terrace. I really didn't like it. There was <laughs> oh, really? just so much like, ugh, so many side quests. So many of these freaking cath and You know, not cast are basically like these wolves. But there were so frick- there were so many of them, and I hated fighting them because, on as a kid, I wasn't- I didn't choose soldier class. Mm-hmm. I think scoundrel class. And they're- um, we'll explain more in a later video, but they have like the worst ability in battle. They'll, like. They'll die.
0: I'll, yeah. they will die. extremely squishy. They don't really do a whole lot of damage output or anything. Yeah.
1: And cath hounds have a huge amount of, like, dodge ray or something, and I yeah. can barely get a hit on them, <laughs> so I hated fighting them. But I really liked the, um, one of my favorite quests in that game is, like, you have to fight these Mandalorians. Oh, yeah. And I actually liked it, because you show, like, well, first off, I felt, like, justified when I killed them, because they were actually huge dicks. Showed, <laughs> like, the game actually showed like, how big of a dick Mandalorians are oh, in that game. Gosh. And... I hated them, so I'm like, I'm gonna murder you, and I'm gonna avenge the people you murdered, and then eventually I should fight this. Um, I forgot his name. I think he had a name though. But you fight this Mandalorian boss, and if you beat him, you actually get two free lightsabers from him.
0: Really? Oh, I think I have seen that. Yeah, I, one of them is red, right? Or is yeah, one not? of them's red and one of them's blue. I That's believe. what I thought. Yeah, I think I've only done that a few times. Uh, for me though, definitely one of the coolest parts of it is going into the uh, crystal caves. When you go into the crystal caves, you can explore and pick up all kinds of different crystals that not only modify the color of your blade, but also the damage or different attributes of the blade um, that are useful in combat or some other capacity in the game. Uh, Some more useful than others, of course, but that was definitely just really cool to explore because you see all the stalactites and stalagnites and everything like that just coming up out of the ground and ceiling and it's just like really colorful and just cool to look at and explore. Um, so that was definitely something interesting from that. I do have a question for you, Chris, about the crystal cave. Okay. Did you break the eggs? The Kinrath eggs? In Always. There? Yeah. Never no got there. Did you? Always. Of course, because there's crystals in there.
1: I know, but as a kid, I'm like, hmm, is it worth... I'm like, as a kid, <laughs> I didn't know what the Kinrath I was like, oh, I have the option of breaking it. I broke it. I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> you felt bad. I felt bad, and then I realized, oh, I get a light a crystal out of it. Forget this, and Kinrath's in that game, or...
0: They're terrible ass. anyway. Yeah, they like yeah. try to kill you. So it's like... Uh, you're kind of doing
1: <laughs> the kinda, next guy gonna, a
0: favor. You're kinda, yeah, you kind of <laughs> do the community a favor by killing those Kinraths. I guess so. <laughs> but essentially, like Dantooine is... This is the part of the game where you have a lot more freedom in choosing where you would like to go next. So you begin this quest of trying to assemble these pieces of evidence, these pieces of the puzzle that lead you to the Starforge, which is the end goal of the game, right? And so there are a a handful of planets you can choose from. You can go to Kashyyyk. You can go to Manan. uh, You can go to Korban. And what's the last one?
1: (sighs) Did we say Manan yet?
0: Yeah. Oh, Tatooine.
1: Yeah, Tatooine. That's it.
0: It should be those four. I believe that's it. It's only those four. So you you have an option to pick uh, one of each of those. And we'll just go into... Kind of our favorite moments from those as well, so I always went to Tatooine first.
1: I think I always went to- yeah, I think I went to Tatooine always first, too.
0: Yeah, I think that it was just easier for some reason. Not really sure why.
1: Uh, definitely. I- well, not at first, because when you first go into one of the maps, you're gonna get- you're gonna get attacked a lot. Like, Oh, just really? random
0: amb- Do you not remember when the Tuscan Rage just suddenly ambushed you oh, out of nowhere in that I, first map? So I actually use that to my advantage because I use that as an opportunity to grind like experience points. Ah uh, yeah. Now I can again my character wasn't suited for combat, so I kept <laughs> dying. That's true. I had to use uh You have to use my, stealth.
1: <laughs> no, I think use my buddy my uh Karth and uh Kendris, companions of yours in the game. To, right. Like I just put them on like they're my tanks. Yeah. So I'm just like just just shoot from behind me while I distract them, please. Yeah, exactly in Tatooine, uh, my my favorite moment in that entire planet is actually murdering all the Tuscan Raiders
0: a lot of murder okay, wait. Paul. yeah a lot of murder coming <laughs> yeah, out of you
1: today oh. but um so uh little context for mine so the Tuscan Raiders in that game are kind of like they're 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 a major plot point in the game you actually have to decide what to do with them and i actually went the peaceful route at first mm-hmm. and i you know i made peace with them and everything but then i got greedy and it's, i saw like these like uh, wicker bins mm. they held in their camp. And I'm like, why don't I touch it? So I wanted the stuff inside. So I touched it and they instantly turned hostile because I was stealing Yeah, shit. you're stealing. Yep. Yeah, so they instantly turned hostile. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And then I murdered everyone in the camp. And
0: surprisingly, <laughs> I felt really good. I don't know why. Oh, God, Paul. <laughs> I'm losing hope in you. <laughs> I thought you said that you had a linear morality, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, boy. But
1: yeah, uh, my favorite moment was definitely when I got to steal all their stuff and basically murder everyone there. And then another moment though is definitely when you actually get to kill like a kayak dragon, which is like oh yeah, of this course, huge ass lizard. I don't even know how to describe. It. It's like a giant lizard. It's like a. F- I think it breathes
0: fire, right? Does it? I don't remember. All I, can't I know is that either.
1: All I know is that it's like the core. If you try if you actually get close to that thing, it instant kills you.
0: Yeah, you really have to be like specific in how you kill it. Like you have to bait it out.
1: Yeah, to bait it out, blow it up. It's it's actually a really good scene. Like one of my favorite scenes, like cutscene wise in the game. And I actually you know, I loved every minute of the scene and then you actually get to examine the corpse afterwards and if you actually, you know, kill the like if against, you bash it yeah, yeah bash it be bash of course you actually get like a special lightsaber crystal out of it
0: and that's really powerful it's great for wherever you are in the game and that that actually could be a great incentive just to start there in general because you are getting that crystal because it's pretty i don't know it's pretty great for for starting out i think can't really remember what it does off the top of my head but neither I can i good. but i know if you don't use it though
1: it sells for a pretty good amount of credits.
0: And that's always good, too, because there seems to be, like, a lack of it usually, especially early game. Um, Oh, yeah, I was broke. I was broke. I kind of also liked, um, like, messing up the Tuscan Raiders, but it's for a different reason. Like I believe that if you collect their gaffy sticks, which is the weapon that they use, yeah. you can bring it to the uh, what is it? The exchange or something like that? Uh, like a greedy corporation. That's all I remember. Yeah, some kind of, or maybe it was Circa or something like that. It was Circa. Yes, Arca. like a Circa corporation, which is like uh, just like an in-game yeah corporation. Mm-hmm. Not a huge impact on the storyline or anything, but um, if you bring those and turn them in, you get a pretty decent amount of credits for each one, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. Let's see. As far as favorite moments go, I would also have to go with the Kyrat Dragon. Like, that thing is just, like, a ton of fun to kill. And then before that, you face Kalonord, who is a bounty hunter trying to kill you.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, fair warning about Kalonord, was it? Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. All I know is he's a bounty hunter. Yep. Uh, fair warning about Kalonord. So, depending what planet you start out with, Kalonord will, will always spawn there. Like, on your first planet. He'll oh, spawn in. But that's so, right. We, we just happened to have to Tantu- Dantu- Tatooine. Tatooine, I mean, yeah. Tatooine as our first planet. That's true. But uh, fair warning to all those players out there. No matter what planet you go to for the first one, Kalinor will always spawn in.
0: And the third one, it will always be Darth Bandon. And we'll yeah. get to him later. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much Tatooine, though. Uh, let's see. Where do you usually go next?
1: I personally went to Kashyyyk afterwards. Same here. <laughs> Dang, but Chris, we got like a <laughs> same mind like here. Yeah. But... uh. Kashyyyk, so if you don't know what Kashyyyk is, Kashyyyk is basically, if you watch the original Star Wars movie, it's the home planet of uh, Chewie, Chewbacca, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, basically this giant forest planet, and basically the whole point of that game is, again, to get the map up, a fragment of the map for the Star Forge. Uh-huh. And personally, my favorite moment in that one was actually, so a little, again, spoiler, spoiler warning, uh, was when you get to help your buddy Zalbar, a Wookiee companion of yours, he's a really big point in that game, Yeah. in that part of the game. So, and eventually you have to pick a side. Either you side with Zalbar's dad or Zalbar's brother. Mm-hmm. And I won't tell you which one's the good or, you know, morally right decision. But I always sided with the dad. And it was always so much fun actually, like, watching their family dispute for some reason. It was like,
0: <laughs> oh like, in God. a good
1: way. So, like, family feared. <laughs> Steve Harvey is there. <laughs> yeah, Steve Harvey's there. Yeah. He's, like, so frustrated with uh, all three of them. But um, it was actually fun taking a side and, like, listening to each side of the story and i really like that part of the game
0: that is or cool that. like Planet. it is a lot of fun dealing with um because of the position of Zalbar's family uh Zalbar's dad and brother are kind of feuding over the role of like the chieftain and so it's kind of like watching a family feud over like a political power and things like that and so you're kind of serving as like a like a mediator to some degree, although ultimately ends in one of them dying. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, and you have to pick one side. There's no, yeah. middle, there's no middle ground.
0: So, that is a. It's not necessarily a tough decision. Like, the decisions in this game were not very nuanced. They're pretty black and white, um, in terms of, like, how to interpret them from a moral standpoint. But, um, uh, but yeah, like, that's pretty much Kashyyyk in a nutshell. It's a ton of fun to, um, just explain or just uh, explore uh, what's it called like when you go I think it's down, called the Shadowlands Yeah, the Shadowlands. You essentially start kashik up in the treetops, so everything is a treehouse, which is like a ton of fun. It's like a really cool place to explore, but then once you go into the Shadowlands, which is the just the floor and everything, it's a pretty creepy place and it's just a lot of fun to look through. Oh yeah, it, I think the
1: scenery there actually captures the actual name Shadowland. It's really Perfectly. dark and the Creatures that are extremely violent, like they're actually really hard to kill. Some of them, but there you actually when you meet one of my favorite character, <laughs> and one of my favorite characters in that game, you can be Jolie Bindo. Yep, yeah. and I love Jolie. He's so he's just basically this old crotchety man. <laughs> yes, yeah, crotchety man who can ha- who doesn't claim to be a Jedi, but he has like. Lightsaber and everything, so it's like he's technically a Jedi.
0: Yeah, he's kind of living off the grid. Yeah, but he is Hilarious because he's
1: always making old jokes, and they're like really funny old jokes to me. I <laughs> like I love Jolie He's one of my favorite characters of all the time. Getting too really. old for this shit. <laughs> oh, I think I've gone now, have you? Wait, what were we talking about again? That's actually one of his like close to a similar his actual line in the game If you actually say <laughs> hi to him, and you say uh, I'm leaving now, he actually says, oh You think you're messing with the old man." They have gone, see, not, and then he just completely forgets what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, he's a great character. He's like HK-47 too. I love HK-47. Some really great characters in this game, and uh, we're probably going to dive deep into uh, what makes him unique and special in, in like a later video, but yeah, we'll definitely get to that when we get to it. Uh, yeah. Um, so after Kashyyyk, where did you go
1: after Kashyyyk? Because there's only two more planets. Manon. You went to Manan? I believe I went to Manan. I ought to also went to Manan. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I always say Koroban it. for last, because yeah, I, I c- found it the hardest. Really? I just like Koroban for... I just like... Corban's like, my favorite one. I'll get to that later. But I always like Corban to be last, because I sort of, like, mm, At that point, like... It feels like the pinnacle. Oh. It feels like the very top of the challenge. Yeah, definitely. So... But also Min- story, too. So Manan is basically this, like, ocean planet, and basically... Again, there's a, there's a map of the Starforge there, or a piece of it. And basically, you got to go actually... So, when you land, you're actually on, like, a city. Like, a city above the surface. and Up then, city. And then you actually have to deep down... Deep dive down. There we go. Dive down deeper into the ocean to find the map. Because the map is on the ocean floor.
0: Right. So, yeah, the the city is essentially, like, floating atop this water surface. And then... You eventually find yourself right at the bottom and the depths of the uh, the ocean planet at this underground, uh, or not underground but underwater facility, mm-hmm. and that's essentially where your your launch point is to figure it out. As a kid, I think the actual like going down to the bottom of the surface was really
1: scary because down there you meet some pretty scary, freaky stuff down there. Yeah,
0: so the the native species to Manan is called Selkath, and so a few of them along with either the Sith or the Republic that have a base down there, have gone insane. They've been left down there so long, and something tragic occurs that it has such an impact on their psyches, and there's insane Selkath running around, and while they're an otherwise peaceful kind of race, very lawful and things like that, yeah, they've gone completely insane, and they attack you. And it's always... A difficult thing to kind of go through because you don't necessarily want to kill them, but they're so hell bent on killing you that you just don't have a choice but to defend Honestly, yourself. Honestly, you're probably
1: doing them a mercy by killing them at that point. They've gone, comp- they literally, like literally, the enemy name is insane. Cellcath. Yep. Like you're doing them a mercy at that point by killing them.
0: It's so dark, especially when you're going through under that base and you and you find the holograms of the uh Republic people that are talking with each other. They're co- they're having a conversation about what is actually occurring underneath the water, and then you kind of get some insight into what's driving these Cellcath insane. It's basically, um,
1: it's like a miniature horror story in that part of the game, because you don't know what's going on, everyone around you, there's either a corpse or an insane Cellcath, and you're pretty much left all alone, except with your two companions, or you can go solo, don't recommend that though, because that'd be the game way creepier.
0: It'd be a little tough, and you're forced to go solo anyway when you're actually going out. Into the water, you yeah. can't have your companions with you there. Yeah, but definitely, which is a little tricky.
1: Definitely, one of my favorite parts is actually going down there, but also one of my scariest parts. But then, um, my favorite part of that actually was actually the uh, uh, the uh, is actually Jolie's personal side quest. So hmm. in the game, at uh, one point when you're talking to your companions, you can get their personal side quest. And, and Jolie's personal side quest is with his old friend. I forgot his name. Basically, you have to do like a a trial. You're basically a lawyer, an investigator. And you either help prove or disprove this man's innocence, and it was one of my favorite things because, like, I was as a kid, I did not get what actually happened. Right. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, that's what really happened.
0: That's an insanely fun part, and I absolutely love how this game uses theme like a kind of judicial themes throughout. So what I mean by that is, not only is there something where you're you're standing trial in Manan, you can actually do this as well in Dantewing. So this is something (laughs) paul's giving me a look like what you can do that so when you're on dantuin one of the things that you can do this could be from the second game actually i'm not sure is there is a murder that occurs oh it's the first one yeah that's the first one it's the first one so there's a murder that occurs the details are not that important but you are the one that has to figure out who did it who committed the murder and uh, I'm not obviously not going to spoil anything. But when you get to the bottom of it and you figure out the true answer, it's super fascinating. It's extremely interesting to like watch unfold. And as you're looking for the clues, you're investigating, you're interrogating. It's so much fun to just like put the pieces together yourself and, and figure it out. And that's much like uh, what you would have to do on Manan as well for the side quest.
1: Uh, actually, quick question, Chris. Did you actually figure? Did you actually get the right answer for the Dantooine one? I as a kid?
0: don't believe that I got it right the first time. Yeah, i think too. that i got it right a second time that i attempted it uh with further exploration and evidence and things like that um <laughs> but it's i don't want to say too much because i don't yeah. want to spoil it but when you figure it out and yeah my mind was blown relation, actually when i figured out what actually happened same oh. it was just really good like the way that they did it was fantastic mm-hmm
1: and then after Manon, I don't think I have any more moments to share with Manon at the moment without going to spoiler territory. So yeah. I'm just, I, I'm done with Manon. Are you, Chris?
0: Yeah, I think so, too. All
1: right, And after that, there's actually um, Corban. I was actually saying that little... Oh, the Leviathan. The Leviathan. Basically, that is at this point in the game, you, um, you kind of attract the attention of the Sith, and they kind of attack you. Right. And without going to major spoilers, um, you actually have to fight through this entire Sith ship with only... Oh, actually, with a pre-assigned companions, Basil and Karth, and you basically you discover more about the game, basically,
0: or like the world. you get some major plot points that go through, yeah, a- and you you learn more about yourself and your mission and things like that, and it, it is really a it's a lot of fun to do that, but like when you're being intercepted by the ship, it's <laughs> it's kind I mean, of frustrating. It
1: is refreshing, really but. The reason I mean that's because I actually enjoyed every moment being in that shit. It felt tense. I'm like, well, yeah. there's a soldiers around the corner.
0: The stakes are really high.
1: And you get like really good equipment there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and basically the whole shit was just this awesome experience for me, even now as an adult and even more as a kid. And now, after that, you actually have to um, go to your final planet, whichever that one you, the player, would choose. Me and Chris both chose yeah. <laughs> And Korriban was definitely my favorite planet out of all of them.
0: I want to say I agree with you, I think. Just because there's so much lore, and then the actual thing that you have to do on the planet is so fun.
1: Yeah, I find pretty much every side quest in there really, really fun. And I'm just trying to think of my favorite mode right now without going to spoilers. But um, basically, you're actually tempted a lot, though, to go to the dark side there. If you're like a light side, like my character's light side attuned... And basically it was really hard for me to make a lot of those decisions because a lot of decisions actually, they want to drive you towards the dark side mm-hmm. because you're basically in a Sith Academy.
0: You want, right. They want you to
1: turn you into a Sith.
0: So the, the whole entire like setting and the main premise of this planet is that you land on the planet and there is a Sith Academy and you just happen to need to get through the Academy in some loose sense, I guess, um, mm-hmm. in order to hit your objective. Uh, without going into too much details, too much spoilers or anything. Yeah,
1: Corban's a whole spoiler territory thing. <laughs> if you ask me, but yeah. it's so much fun doing those side quests, um, and basically like this whole moral debate with oh, what should I, what should I do if I let you know that kind of stuff, and definitely one of my favorites. Definitely, you get actually one of my favorite items in the game without. I mean, a spoiler. Favorite items in the game is like at the end of the planet. You actually get this really unique lightsaber called a Sith lightsaber. You can't upgrade it or anything, but it's really cool to me because it's um it's well first it's a lightsaber. Lightsabers are awesome to me. For uh, <laughs> if you want to know something about me, but um if you actually look at the description on the actual game, it's like it's a lightsaber, but it's designed very specifically, and it's like really cool to me as a kid and lore wise because it's just it looks like a normal lightsaber in the game, but if you actually read it, it's more than just a simple lightsaber.
0: Right. So. I also had a favorite item of mine in the entire game, uh, and it wasn't the same one, but you actually come to this, uh, kind of decision, uh, towards the end of it, where you need to pick between, uh, I can't remember the names of it, but one of them is, like, extremely hot, like, fire grenade, and one of them is, an extremely oh. cold ice grenade, and you have to pick the right one, there is a right answer for the task at hand, right, um, there's essentially a pool of acid that you need to cross and you can either burn it up or freeze it. Obviously, you gotta pick the right one or it won't work and one of them will kill you. One of them will allow you to cross carefully. Uh, but I do like love those items a lot. like they're super cool and there's like like I just thought the idea was clever. Um, I agree with you. Diddy was super clever. I never personally picked the wrong option. I don't know what happened. I definitely, like, picked it once just to see, you know, just out of curiosity. Oh, is it? Is it definitely an instant death? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely an instant death. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is a great one. Like, another really cool thing about Corban um, is that you can explore uh, the tombs of really prolific Sith figures throughout history. So, uh the Tomb of Nagasado, like, you can pick up a poison blade uh, and just explore that tomb. Uh, There's just, like, a lot of different tidbits of, like, Sith history here and there that you can, like, pick up on, which Mm -hmm. is, like, pretty interesting if you're interested in lore. Um, Uh, I definitely agree with Chris on that. And each tomb actually has a specific
1: item to that Sith Lord. I won't spoil it in case anyone wants to know, but um, basically each item, or basically each tomb has a specific item for that Sith Lord, and it's really cool because the Sith Lord or the item's named after the Sith Lord. and right. has unique properties that you can't find anywhere else in the game.
0: Right, yeah. And they're some of them are just extremely powerful. Oh, yeah. So it is a lot of fun to just explore and figure out what you can do with it. Um, and we did mention this before. I believe that if you choose Korriban as your last planet, you have an encounter with Darth Bandon.
1: Oh, no, it's third planet. Third planet. Third doesn't planet. It doesn't matter. So just... it
0: goes Darth Bandon, and then you get to the Leviathan? Yes. Gotcha. So, all right, so... This would have been after Monoton then, so you have an encounter with this dark giant named Darth Bandon who has kind of been on your tail since around... and Darth Spire, actually. and Darth Spire? Oh, that's right. Because... Um, actually, I'm not sure if this is a spoiler, because actually, you actually have this as a
1: dialogue option. Well, just the prologue too, so it's probably yeah. okay. Yeah. Basically, um, the Darth Bandon is basically the guy who murders Trask, Trask, your commanding officer, when he sacrifices himself to save you. Right. And. My favorite option the entire the entire conversation with Dark Vanden is you're the one who killed Trask, I'll murder you. <laughs> or you, may, you basically love Vent, you can yeah, say to I'll him. you can you can say I have all will him for you know avenge him stuff. Right, and, and it's I extremely
0: kind of gratifying. <laughs> oh yeah, I felt so good out there. yeah It's it's a it's kind of a good moment uh, you know for what it is. Definitely um, find Dark Vanden is one of my favorite moments. They have the entire game. It's one of the hardest
1: for me. Hardest. It gave me a lot of trouble because again my class isn't suited for combat so i usually always died without like any like preparation yeah but it's super hard fight because you fight not only darth Bane, who's already powerful enough but you fight his two companions he brought along right and yeah. it's it's, it's a staff. tough fight so but that, that one is tough definitely one of your favorite moments in the game and one of the most rewarding moments in the game because you get not only do you get like the satisfaction of killing him but you get like really like You get a double-blade lightsaber from him, and you get, like, a unique armor just for him. So... I really like the whole fight.
0: So, once uh, you've wrapped up all four of the planets and the Leviathan, you get to go explore the Unknown World, I believe. Oh, yeah, the Unknown World. The Unknown World...
1: I don't know its name to this day. I don't think you're supposed to know its name ever.
0: It's just known as the Unknown Planet, I believe. I don't know if there's an actual canon name for it. Maybe in the... I'm sure there uh, is. What are they called? The Rakuten people? I think it's Rakatan. It's it pronounced I believe, Yeah, I believe it's around something like that. But your your crew of people eventually land on this unknown planet. It, like, crash lands, I think, Yeah. Whilst looking for the Starforge after you have all the pieces assembled. And you're essentially just figuring out a way to get back up into the sky so you can find the Starforge again.
1: Uh, and in that part of the game, you actually have... To, again, there's actually a really big decision. You decide with you decide with basically the... Which cotton tribe you're siding with? You basically decide with the elders or the one. I believe his name was the one.
0: I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and basically you have to decide between the two. I, uh, I personally always stick with the elders. I never went the one route.
0: Right. Yeah. And again, like the the choices are very black and white, and in, in how you're supposed to interpret them, in terms of like their effect on light side, dark side, things like that. Um, there's another huge decision that happens as well after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. uh, That's a huge spoiler, huge plot point, so we're not going to touch on it too much, but it is something extremely like, the impacts that it has on the rest of the game, even though there's not that much, are huge. Mm-hmm. Huge ramifications for it. But definitely
1: there's something I do want to mention about the Unknown World is that there are actually wild rancors in this game in this part of the world. Like, yeah. Where previously in terrace, you actually couldn't, like, if you try to fight the rancor and Terrace, you'll die straight up like it's no way to win but unless you use like the baiting trap which you have to but in this unknown world you actually have to fight a rancor like
0: multiple rancors just using swords whatever you
1: have have on you 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 physically have to fight them and you actually you stand a chance this time
0: that is a lot of fun probably my favorite part is just going through there's this temple that you have to figure out how to open up and then go through it and there's a lot of uh, major plot points in there so we can't touch on it too much but there's like you know, when you're actually going through that, you really feel like the game is coming to... it's approaching that climactic moment, and there's huge developments in in what's going on, and it just makes it that much more impactful.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, Actually, I did want to mention this, too. Uh, At one point in the temple, it's not a spoiler, so we're good, but there's actually a puzzle in the temple. In order to actually proceed further into the temple, you need to figure out this floor puzzle. And, Chris, you remember it by any chance? I do,
0: yeah. I believe it's like sun and moon on the floor. Uh, I was actually talking about the one where it's
1: like um, sun and moon. It's on the the floor, right? It's on the ground floor of the actual map. And it's like, you actually, it's a nine uh, grid square. Right, 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 right. And basically, you have to make all the colors one color, or all the squares one color. Yeah, I do remember that. And if you, I think it's like, for the one you touch, turn, doesn't turn. But the ones around it do turn. I don't, I don't remember quite the specifics, but as a kid, I, even now, actually, because I don't remember a lot of the entire, like, way to do it, but I struggled a lot with that, because I was like, oh my god, for every one I touch, another one just changes a different color, and it was frustrating to me. I know,
0: it's super annoying. When you do figure it out, though, it is pretty gratifying. Um, but that's pretty much all there is to say about Unknown World, Unknown Planet, without giving away too much of the story. But this pretty much brings us to the...
1: The final stage final of the yep. game.
0: The Starforge.
1: Yep. And you can actually... You can actually have to go to the Starforge. You cannot go to any of the planets you wanted to go to before. your star- right. If you have any remaining side quests, they're going to remain unfinished. Yep. Like, you are straight on going to the Starforge. Yep. And there's a lot of spoiler... Because it is the final dungeon. There are a lot of spoiler points in it. So we can, unfortunately can't go too much into
0: detail... Yeah, you can go over. I guess uh, just some of the cool combat stuff that happens. Uh, oh yeah, leading com- up to the final. That combat or the whole map in general. You are
1: basically going to fight everything the Sith are going to throw at you. <laughs> yeah, you're fighting Sith, kind of Dark Jedi, droids, Jedi you're, Masters. You're going to fight literally every anything you fought in the game before. You're pretty much going to face like a tougher version of that. Yeah, and it's actually super hard.
0: It's a lot of fun. It's really challenging, and I believe that you can actually get some uh, special armor you can you can it's only specifically for your character only actually and the starforge robes
1: right yeah starforge and, dep- and actually the look of the robes actually depend on which alignment you actually are oh uh, i see so if you're dark-sided you actually get like this really cool badass like robe looking one and if you get the light sided one you get this lame version. i never liked light-sided robes
0: never oh, i did. see
1: <laughs> i was like the dark side robes but i was always light side so just the aesthetics <laughs> got, yeah the look i perfectly look for the dark side But in terms of, like, always, I always pick light side, so.
0: So the, we can't really talk about it too much, but the boss fight itself is one of the hardest things that I've ever done, like, in my entire, like, gaming history, pretty much. I don't necessarily know if that's because I beat this game when I was young (laughs) or, um, you know. The very first time I beat it, though, I've never had such a moment of satisfaction I got so exhilarated, man. (laughs) Like, I was so happy when I beat that dad. Man, that guy. So,
1: as a kid, I don't know how. I don't remember how I did it. As a kid, I just went straight in, fought him, and I won. Really? As an adult, I can no longer do that. Really? No, I actually... I'm ashamed to admit this. I really am. But every time I do that boss fight, every time he's, like, getting close to kill me, Uh I just run. I I straight (laughs) up run. I use, like, my fastest abilities and I just run. Yeah. I keep... I run away, heal, run away, heal, run away, heal. I do the same and thing. As a kid as a kid, I didn't bother. Like I didn't even bother healing. I just went straight up, attacked him, and I beat him, but as I, an adult, I can no longer do that. For some reason, if I do that, I die.
0: I tried time. for a few days in a row to try and beat that dude for the very first time. And I was probably I was probably in elementary school still, so still pretty young. A little younger than twelve, maybe. Um, but wow, like I don't think to this day there's ever been anything in a rpg anyway that has been that difficult that has been actually there could be maybe persona 5 has had some really difficult moments but not nearly as hard as that oh no i feel like
1: this boss because like this thing of persona is like you don't actually like you just gotta use your moves yeah and kotor you have the option of like Free moving, you mm-hmm. can physically move your body outside like anywhere, right? So, you can't do that in Persona in combat.
0: So, the thing about uh Kotor, which we'll definitely touch on later, uh, once we do like mechanics and things like that, it is a turn based game, but it's real time, so you can move around and you still have free mobility. You can cancel your combat, it doesn't mean that he's not going to come chasing after you because oh. he definitely will. <laughs> I was
1: so scared, I was like, finally got some distance, and then he uh, he uses a. Uh, I won't go into too much detail because we're gonna go into a different video for that. But he uses his ability called Force Jump, and basically, he if you have, I think it's like 15 meters away from each other, he'll just straight up <laughs> just eliminate jump, that up distance. Yeah, he'll just eliminate that distance, attack, surprise, attack you, and as a kid, that actually, instant killed me every time.
0: And yeah, he has an astounding amount of uh, of health. I to say his damage output's way his crazy. damage is insane. It's actually like yeah, looking back on it now, it's just it's incredible how difficult it was. So if you have if you have, like, an itch to play a game with a great story, but also challenges you every single step of the way, this is it for you.
1: Oh, yeah, this is it for you. I remember, I just want to say this, this guy's damage output, one time to me, was 100. <laughs> and that was one of his, I won it out of his three attacks. What was
0: your HP, just for oh, perspective?
1: I was, like, 250, man. So like, it
0: did about, yeah, maybe, like, almost half of your entire health in one hit. Yep,
1: and... I was, ba- I, I just ran. I was like, damn, I'm yep. gonna die. I'm gonna die.
0: And it's not like he's only doing like one attack per few seconds or something. He really hits you a lot.
1: I think it's actually much faster than your character.
0: He, like, yeah, if he you, without any like, if your character
1: doesn't have like, any like preparation, he like barrages you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough boss fight,
0: but it's rewarding when you beat him. Absolutely. And because it's so hard, it's very rewarding.
1: And one of the things that makes it so climactic is that not only is this the final boss, you're going to decide the fate of the galaxy and stuff like that. But the music, always gives me chills. I'm like, dang! I feel like I'm like, I feel like on the main like I know I'm the main character, but now I feel like I'm like, the most important character of all time. Forget <laughs> Luke. Forget Anakin. Forget the Chosen One shit. I am the Chosen One.
0: Exactly. So we we definitely have some great memories of this game. Uh, we cannot wait to get started on this gameplay series where we're gonna just be going in on you know some some walkthrough stuff maybe some playthroughs and things like that uh we're also going to be putting out some guides on how to build a really effective character how to make your character extremely powerful so you don't have the same exact roadblocks that we have um and just a lot of other things coming down the pipeline uh to look forward to and we're extremely excited to be uh moving forward with it and we hope that you guys can join us along for the ride. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah I guess that's pretty much it for today Uh, Paul thank you so much for coming on and talking with me thanks for having me on board man and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys in the future peace